0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us, hey everybody. Welcome to God's Whole Story. It's the Ryan and Chris show again. We're still here.
1: We're still here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking at Ephesians. we uh, we got a little bit into Ephesians yesterday. We're looking at Ephesians three to five ish today. Uh, what do you think, Chris?
1: Yeah, I mean, Paul's letter to the Ephesians is one of my favorite ones, um, just especially because he's writing into such a crazy place, um, Ephesus. From reading in Acts and you know earlier in this book, like it was, we actually called it spiritual Disneyland in uh, Bible school, and so that phrase just always sticks in my head. But it was like spiritually, there was kind of everything and anything. There was idol worship. There was. Uh, Temple prostitution. There was a, a temple to Artemis here. This is this is the place where they burned the million dollars worth of magic books and acts. And when knowing how crazy it is spiritually, some of the basic messages that we're going to see in this passage, they just they take even a, a deeper depth. That like this was the worldliest worldly city of the time, and, and Paul is having messages about unity and how you live and being different. And I think. You know, in light of how crazy this place was, it takes on a deeper meaning.
0: I'm reminded as we're reading over this, this is the letter written to the church where there was an enormous uproar. Like, mm-hmm. like there was a huge uproar in Ephesus. Uh, it's also folks from Ephesus that have caused Paul to be arrested. So, so we kind of left off uh, two, three days ago on Paul being carried on the ship towards Rome. The whole reason he's been arrested is because it's Jews from Ephesus who noticed him in the temple. Um, It's kind of interesting, just the connections that Ephesus has to the New Testament.
1: So with messages then about, like, unity and love and living different... Those are very threatening messages.
0: They were incredibly threatening messages. That's, that's what I was getting at, actually. The, the thing that was like, this is the offensive material that Paul was publishing, this message that we read today.
1: And if you even think back to the message of Jesus, the love your neighbors, love your enemies message also became very threatening. Yeah. Why, why is it some of the most simple, basic Christian messages can that are designed to unify the church? Why does it cause so much division sometimes? Why does it end up in people like absolutely hating guys like Paul?
0: Well, what do you think? Like, Dig it's, into that.
1: I, I think it's... I mean, the simplicity of the gospel is one of the most beautiful things, but in some ways it's the most profoundly powerful that if we just do some of the basic things the gospel asks us to do, um, it does attract a lot of people, but I guess it also angers a lot of people. I guess it also frustrates people that we're calling people to be one and be together and to love and to uh, speak well of each other and not speak harshly. It seems like it has a history even today of being a very threatening thing.
0: It's, it's interesting to me. we're, We're reading here about how love covers over like this multitude of offenses. So there's an assumption in this Christian community that there will be offenses, that there should be forgiveness, that there should be reconciliation. Um, there's this idea today that there's no room for harsh or coarse talk. Uh, there's no room for offensive language. Now we can take that a lot of different directions. I tend to think that's not necessarily about saying swear words. It's like about, we shouldn't talk poorly about mm. each other. Um, Christians sometimes are really good at trashing other Christians without swear words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know, there, there is a really well-known book uh, written by a guy named Watchman Nee about Ephesians, mm. and he actually identified, I think it was five different walks, or or some versions will say live, like uh, and it was stuff like walk in the light, or live in the light, walk worthy, walk in unity, walk in lo- uh, love, and some of those things, it's just, it's living differently. Mm-hmm. It's Paul's encouraging this church in the midst of chaos, in the midst of spiritual Disneyland, to live differently and to take on some of the basic teachings of Christ and actually live them out. And Ephesians is one of those books, if you're ever looking for application, if you're ever looking for scripture to kind of uh, be a mirror to your life, everybody can find something here, Uh, find something that they can see in their life, something they can ask God to help them change, uh, find something to probably even repent of. Uh, It's a great mirror to our lives at, as we look at the book of Ephesians. So we'll we'll continue that look
0: uh, tomorrow. Uh, We're going to get into some of these like family codes that are in the end of Ephesians. Uh, So there is, there's great stuff in Ephesians actually. It's it's a really, really good book to dive into. So uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. We'll finish this thing out then. All right. Done with Ephesians tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Bye.
1: Ephesians chapter three, starting verse one. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed this mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe in the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May your the love of Christ, through, though it is too great to fully understand, And you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.
0: Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is only one body and one Spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all. However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the Scriptures say when He ascended to the heights, He led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to His people. Notice that it says He ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world, and the same one who descended is the one who is ascending higher than all the heavens, so that He might fill the entire universe with Himself. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave the church—the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. The responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up His church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will all be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. With the Lord's authority I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness, they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that wasn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. As well as all types of evil behavior. Instead be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ Jesus has forgiven you. Imitate God therefore in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sin must have no place amongst God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about these things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why... It is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light.